Welcome to the More Than a Physique podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Jansen, online fitness coach, content creator, and competitive bodybuilder and powerlifter. In this podcast, we help you discover your inner athlete. Each episode will enhance your life as we provide you insights on all things health, fitness, and personal development. Now let's bring out your inner athlete. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the More Than a Physique podcast where we discuss ways to ignite all areas of your life surrounding health, fitness, and becoming mentally elite. As always, I am your host, Kristen Jansen, and welcome y'all to episode 24. Today, we are going to talk about sugar, dun dun dun, in particular, the effects of sugar consumption and whether that consumption makes you fat. This is probably one of the most common questions that I get on a weekly basis. But before we get into the topic of this podcast, I want to encourage you all to just keep an open mind. Keep an open mind to learning versus being emotional as to what your beliefs currently are. Let's preface today's discussion by noting that obesity is extremely complicated and I think giving just one nutrient such as sugar all of the credit to being the number one culprit to such a complex matter is a little ridiculous. There are so many factors here to consider when it comes to obesity but for today's discussion let's just keep it simple and talk about the effects of sugar consumption. There have been several studies found over the years to show a strong correlation between obesity increasing with higher sugar diets. Well, what a lot of people don't realize with these studies is that they are referred to as correlation studies, which is a type of non-experimental research method in which a researcher, it'll measure two variables understand and assess the statistical relationship between those two variables with no influence on any other variables. Meaning that if you were to look at the data on a graph, both body fat and sugar intake would be moving up the y-axis over time in the same direction. But just because sugar intake and obesity are increasing doesn't mean that one causes the other. These studies showing this relationship between sugar and obesity wouldn't be considered to be as relevant if they were causation studies. These are also called explanatory research and it's the investigation of the cause and effect relationships. So we have two different types of research methods here. So it's important to note and understand that correlation, it doesn't equal causation. Meaning that just because fat gain and sugar consumption are correlated doesn't mean that one causes the other. Eating sugar doesn't cause you to gain fat. Just like eating ice cream doesn't cause you to become a murderer. There's actually a correlation study out there to show an increase in ice cream sales is actually correlated to an increase in murder rates. That's an actual correlation study that has been done too. I didn't just make that up. 
But how ridiculous does that sound? Can you imagine not enjoying ice cream on a hot summer day because you're too afraid it's going to cause you to become a murderer? Sounds a little bit ridiculous, right, when you say it out loud? The same here holds true when you let the fear of gaining weight stop you from enjoying a treat here and there just because it contains sugar. So why is obesity going up then if you are consuming sugar? Well, there are some satiety concerns when it comes to sugar consumption. Sugar's effect on your body composition, it depends on if you stick to your total calories every day or if you simply eat until you are full. If you eat until you are full and consume a lot of sugar in your diet, you are putting yourself at risk of overeating. Why does this happen? Why are there these satiety concerns? Well, because of how low actually sugar is ranked on the satiety index. There are problems with high sugar diets because the diet tends to be lower in fiber. Therefore, you don't feel as full and it can lead to excess caloric consumption because you aren't feeling full, you aren't feeling satiated and satisfied. What a lot of these studies failed to do was actually control the subject's calories. There have been subsequent studies done that actually had two groups consuming the same amount of calories with one group consuming lower amounts of sugar and the other group was consuming a higher amount of sugar. The study actually showed zero fat gain in both groups. So regardless of the sugar intake, both groups actually saw no difference in fat gain when they were controlling their calories. And in fact, actually, I have done a similar experiment for myself. During my first bikini competition, I wanted to see my sugar consumption compared to my fat loss. So I took all of the data and over a 20 week period, I lost 13 pounds. And on average, actually, I was consuming 50 grams of sugar a day and actually consuming 20 grams of fiber a day. So I was controlling my calories, controlling my fiber, and I was still consuming 50 grams of sugar a day. This fiber amount is considered to be an adequate amount of fiber for the amount of calories I was consuming. During this 20 week period, I found that the highest amount of sugar I consumed in a day was actually 100 grams of sugar, and the lowest amount was 16 grams of sugar. My calories were being reduced each month, I was controlling them each day, and I was consuming an adequate amount of fiber with having an average sugar intake of 50 grams. And I lost weight. Definitely a clear indicator here that sugar itself is not a direct culprit when it comes to fat gain. If you can still consume 50 grams of sugar a day and your calories are being controlled and you're not gaining weight, again, there's clearly not a fat gain concern here. In fact, there were obesity versus sugar intake stats released, um, I believe from 1990 to about 2003, that showed that in the United States, the sugar intake in Americans were actually going down 
due to the increase in artificial sweeteners and zero sugar products. But with this reduction in the average American sugar intake, obesity rates were still climbing. Another indicator here that sugar is not the direct culprit of fat gain, we have an issue with consuming too many calories. I know what you're thinking, we've all had that friend who maybe they cut out cokes from their diet and they dropped like 50 pounds and we all know that all that is contained in coke is sugar. But it wasn't the elimination of sugar that caused this impressive drop in fat, rather it was the reduction in that person's overall calorie consumption. So does sugar make you fat? No my friends, it doesn't actually. Correlation doesn't equal causation. Overconsumption of calories is what makes you fat. Sugar isn't bad, but nor is it good. If your overall diet is very nutritious, you're healthy, physically active, and you're tracking your macronutrients, sugars aren't going to make your abs fade, nor is it going to cause fat regain. So I really think that we just need to stop demonizing sugar and be honest with ourselves. Whether we're holding ourselves accountable to the total amount of food that we are consuming in a day, I'm not saying that you need to go all out and eat all of the sugar in the world, but focus on consuming a variety of foods to hit your protein, carbs, and fat goals each day. Consume approximately two to three servings of fruit and vegetables and ensure you're getting an adequate amount of fiber. And if sugar is a part of that equation, there's nothing wrong with that. It's all about balance. I too used to fear sugar and honestly, it controlled my life. It made me extremely stressed out constantly because well, there's literally sugar in almost everything. This fear and added stress alone was doing more damage than sugar ever could. And I can't tell you all how much letting go of this fear of sugar consumption has completely repaired my relationship with food. From someone who tracked every gram of sugar and wouldn't dare consume more than 15 grams a day and not very happy with my physique to someone who couldn't even tell you how many grams of sugar I have been consuming every single day. But my relationship with food and body image have never been better. Trust me, my friends, the fear of sugar is just not worth losing sleep over. I know today's topic was a loaded gun with maybe a few minds blown. So if you have any questions, concerns, or would like me to clarify anything, please just send me an email, kristen at thenattyhour.com. I'd be more than happy to discuss any questions you have regarding sugar. If you're still skeptical, I encourage you to challenge yourself and try to figure out why you're fearful of sugar consumption. Where does this fear come from? Was it how you were brought up? Was it maybe an episode of Dr. Oz? Was it something you heard from a family, a friend, or maybe you don't know where it came from? But unless there is some scientific research to suggest that sugar is bad for you in moderation, you have nothing to be afraid of. But don't just take my word for it. Do some research of your own and start questioning everything before just believing what others are saying, including myself. 
the research is in our favor, that we have nothing to be afraid of. So again, I will reiterate, focus on consuming a variety of foods so you can hit your protein, carbs, and fat goals each day. Make sure you're consuming two to three servings of fruit and vegetables, and you're getting an adequate amount of fiber each day. If sugar is a part of that equation, there is nothing wrong with that. It's all about balance. And please listen to this podcast again, do your own research, and stop letting sugar control your life. Okay, my friends, that about wraps up this week's episode. I hope you all found it helpful. I hope you all can take something away from it. Thank you all so much for listening. I look forward to chatting with you all next week. But until then, go out there, strive for more, be more, and ignite your inner athlete.